Hello, strangers on the internet, gallivanting in the streets with a twinkle in their eye. Welcome to Now That's What I Call a Video Games Podcast. Today's feature, Now That's What I Call Teamwork. An episode where we're going to talk all about the wonders of friendship and working together to bludgeon our enemies. I'm Drew Facciano, and my favorite superhero team, which I haven't told you about yet, is the Voltron Guys. Hi, my name's Adam, and my favorite team... That's about have to be the Power Rangers, specifically the Time Force crew. I like Time Force a lot. Ooh, Time Force was good. I like Time Force. Yeah, yeah. And my name is Zach. I don't have a last name, because I'm mysterious like that. And my favorite superhero team is uh, probably the Justice League, maybe. Yeah! You know what? That's pretty good. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. That's pretty good. I have to admit... I, I really, I don't know a lot of superhero teams. I know the Avengers, and I know the Power Rangers, and I know the Justice League. Well, and that's it. I oh, said that's, super that's powered. Right there. Super that's powered. Crazy. So it's much more open-ended than you, than oh, you, wait, than you let wait, it be. No, no. I take it back. X-Men. Yeah, there you go. The X-Men is the way go. to be. Boy, you're picking all of the uh, all of the superhero teams that are having some really rough movies at this point. I'm aware. <laughs> How excited are you for the Justice League movie? Uh, I don't give a shit. Drew, what was that? What was that pained groan I heard? Was that the groan of excitement? It, it was the groan of a man who really likes the DC cartoons and has hated all of the DC movies and doesn't understand what happened there. Because you had the great, you had the great animated Batman show. You had the Justice yep. League. You had yep. Batman Beyond. Even Superman yep. was kind of cool. And then, then you got Superman versus Batman, and that was like, oh no. So. Oh, excuse me, it was Batman versus Superman, because apparently so wait, okay. Superman loses his top billing. Apparently you... I can't be bothered to remember, so okay. what does yeah, that I, really I mean? I don't blame you. <laughs> so you. You were talking about how, how the, the DC, um, the, not comics, but... Uh, animated movies? Animated, no, not the animated movies, uh, the animated TV shows. Um, you were talking about how those were really good. Did you watch Young Justice? I did, and I really liked okay. Young Justice. I Young Justice surprised me a lot. Yeah, I, I also heard it was really good, and I just haven't seen it. It's on Netflix if you've got it, and I highly recommend it. It's something where it's okay. like you, you hear the concept and you're just like, oh, superheroes but kids, that sounds lame. But then it's, it's like actually like very lore-heavy and gets very dark and like... Yeah. There's a bunch of like super interesting stuff with characters that I didn't expect, like Aqualad, Aquaman's like little like sidekick buddy boy, is like the coolest dude ever. Um, yeah, 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 he's really cool. <laughs> Man, why aren't we getting a Young Justice movie? I don't care about Justice League. I've seen that enough. <sighs> I yeah. it probably because it's more recognizable. Yeah. Um, we could, but what about Teen Titans Go? Shut up. Go away. Get out of here. This podcast is oh, over. I'm, I'm done. I'm apparently the only person in all of existence who kind of likes that show. So I... like... No, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, I'm kind of with you there. I've seen like... I remember being very sick and watching uh, Teen Titans go on television. Uh, which is the only way you can get me to watch television. Um, but... <laughs> By drugging him. And getting... <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, I had to be like laying on the couch going like I'm dying. Um, 
but I, I like watched it and I got like a chuckle out of it and I was like this isn't that bad this is like it's alright and then I talked to other people and everyone's just like oh no it's so terrible and I'm like this isn't that bad just like eh, whatever you get I think about. I understand where Drew's coming from though because the original Teen Titans series was like it's kind of like Young Justice it was kind of you know oh, it yeah. was cool it was action it had uh, it had kind of a darker edge to it occasionally but it was pretty serious and then it was really weird to see Teen Titans go and be like, hey, guess what? We're super zany cartoons. My, my problem that- with it is twofold. It's that it, it kind of doesn't really know what it wants to be. It keeps making these throwbacks and references to a show that was completely different from what it is now. Um, while also being a completely different type of show and not really sticking that landing for me, like I'm not I'm not the target demographic, despite the fact that I watched the original show. To me, it's like supposed to be for new folks, but I don't see how new folks can enjoy it if they didn't watch the original show. It's yeah, like wh- was... who is this for? You know, like like I'm not sure what the point is. And yeah, I just think it's... I think it's for new people. But uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird too. There are all these callbacks to a much older shows, like. Who would get these jokes? Because, like, if you're new, you're not going to know. If you like the old show, I don't know if Teen Titans Go is for you. But that's neither here nor there. It's true, it's true. Um, I will say they had one good one good bit of an episode I saw where uh, they had to get super serious because uh, they just weren't yeah. being taken seriously as a, as a TV show or as a, as a superhero team. They got Calder from Young Justice to pop up and tell them off. And then they got super serious, and their lines were drawn really heavy, and they all had like this like gruff edge to them, and it was kind of beautiful considering where it was coming from. Hmm. Let me ask you something, Drew. You said your favorite team is Voltron. Uh, is that after watching the Netflix original series Voltron, or are you talking like the really old old school Adam, Voltron series? First off, I want you to say I want to say thank you for uh, saying Netflix original series, Voltron, because yes, I've been watching that thing and it is so freaking beautiful. Um, uh-huh. like, the, like, I watched the first two episodes. It's oh, great. Adam, like, here's the oh, thing. The man. first two episodes, like, don't even, they don't even okay, get well, into wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. So what is Voltron? I have not seen oh, this. Oh, allow me to explain. Like, so, how did you avoid Voltron in the 90s? Uh, That's a very good question. I... To be honest, I probably saw it when I was a kid, and then I just ignored it. So I watched Voltron when I was a kid, and I really loved it. It's the one where all the 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 the, uh, the hero kids they have um, they have these lions that form together to form a giant robot suit that fights baddies. Um, okay, so I mixed that up with Power Rangers when I was. A that's kid. a very common thing because they had the colored suits, and then it's a bunch of stuff yeah. coming together. It's. I don't know which is a knockoff of which, but there's clearly some back and forth, you know, borrowing from one another. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much a knockoff. Uh, Voltron and Power Rangers are both kind of in the same genre called the Super Sentai genre in Japan, which is literally a kind of a power superhero group. It's like, it's the entire genre for, uh, it's like their Avengers. So it's like, Yes. Yeah, they, all of them have a lot of commonality between, like, there's always, like, they're all color-coded that way, they always all have transformation well, stuff. Well, you, then, you've got other Super Sentai stuff, like Kamen Rider. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's like, a solo hero. But What, what yeah, I no, like about to... it is, it takes a show that I kind of remember as being campy and dumb, and adds a lot of, like, weirdly complex and layered elements to it. Like, um... There's stuff I don't want to talk about because it's going to actually spoil stuff for you, Adam. Because, like, I can't, like, 
the plot is actually, like, I'm watching through it now, not because I like all the pretty animation, even though it's very well made, but because I want to know what's going to happen. Like, I'm actually invested in an arc in this show, and it's based off of, like, an 80s cartoon. Quick question. What up, dog? Uh, It's not the cartoon. Dang it. Um, I was going to ask if there was a crab lady. A what? No. Why would there be a crab lady? Because Power Rangers had a crab lady villain. I mean, that's that's Power Rangers, Zach. They're completely different. One yeah, bro. So it's different. What, do all Sentai shows look the same to you? Oh my god. I, Adam, yeah, as, I as you said Power Rangers, correct? I did. I, I specifically called out the... Uh, Power Rangers Time Force. First off, was... I want I want to give you props for having having uh, having a lot of class. That's a very nice decision. I'm proud of you. Um, what's oh, your stance boy. on that that strange new movie that they're gonna be making? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna keep this real short. Of my group of friends, I you know that I see pretty regularly. I'm like the one that's like most into kind of like Super Sentai stuff. And, oh, we know all that, and even and I'm really yeah. I'm like on the fence about that movie because on the one hand it's oh my god power rangers on the other hand it's boy some of these suits look kind of goofy and i'm not really sure i i fully like the way they're doing the retelling of all of them got like strange superpowers from a meteor and then became the rangers Mm. and i just don't know and i every time i look at like try to find out more about it it's always the same trailer and same stuff so I don't really know. I'm. I'll probably see it, but probably not like opening day. It so, could be good, but I, I kind of doubtful. Mm, why? Mm. Why are these guys so focused on origin stories? I I think because then anyone can jump in, even if they haven't been familiar with the original content. Like theoretically, yeah. it's like, well, oh, I I don't know anything about this, but it's from the beginning. You know. I think. I think setting. I mean, like if you set up in the middle. And you just, like, you start with the team already formed, and then you just do your introduction as the team already formed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, think... I feel like that makes it a little easier. And then and then you could have, like, I don't know, sort of, like, your plot gets a little bit simpler and you could do things that are more interesting with it. Anyway, that's my complaint with origin stories. Mm-hmm. But... Well, I, I mean, I it's a valid complaint. It's a valid to complaint. To call back to our last podcast about franchises... I think they like doing origin stories because it's like the, okay, we can do the origin story and start an entire franchise. They'll have sequels for days. And we'll have the ground floor of our origin story. And it's like, but but your origin story was kind of boring because all of the cool stuff happens later. You know, I think it's because yeah. then you can establish different bits of lore and then maybe you don't have to be held back by stuff that maybe you don't want to include. Like you can kind of yeah. say what you what counts and what doesn't count in this world. That's my thought anyway. I mean, Me personally, the first movie, anyways. Say again. Like, like if you start in medias res, as as they say. Oh God, we're busting out the Latin. Yeah, busting out the Latin. Uh, but if if you start in the middle of someone, no, maybe not the middle of somebody's arc, but like, if you start out with them already established, what you can do is just like you, you need to know their backstory. You need to know how they form, but you don't need to like you don't like the audience doesn't need to know how they came together necessarily, just the dynamics of how they're currently together. I think we're getting into that discussion of what's better for the narrative versus what's better to sell merchandise. That's that's honestly where I think it's going. Okay, and I think we're getting wildly off topic. It's true. (laughs) It's true. I just wanted to ask Adam about Power Rangers, and here we are talking about narrative elements. 
<laughs> now we're talking about narrative. I'll um, be perfectly quick. Uh, Time Force was pretty fun. Uh, when it came out, it was kind of... it. Uh, at least when I saw it, because I saw it when it was airing out over here in the States, I don't know if it was based off a previous existing one that aired in Japan. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a pre-existing Japanese show over there that they then edited and chopped up, and that's what we got. Mm-hmm. Weird. But Time Force was cool because it had, you know, I think it was the first one that I can remember that had a really big overarching plot and narrative, and I just got sucked in like, oh my god, time travel! Ooh, these guys are stopping time and doing weird bullshit on every episode. Wow. I, I'm kind of tempted to like, go back and watch and be like, oh man, is this going to hold up? But I, I want to hold this precious memory of Time Force is the best. See, for me, Power Rangers is goofy enough where if I rewatch it, I can enjoy it as an adult for the goofiness it is. And that's kind of why I don't want to see this new movie, because it looks like a weird combination of Michael Bay's Transformers and The Breakfast Club. And that has nothing to do with why I like Power Rangers. Or why I like them as a child. Yes, My hope is that the Power Rangers movie ends up like... um, the movies that Japan made when they started adapting animes into into live action shots, uh-huh. in which they took the anime style and aesthetic and then just like imprinted it on real life actors with lots and lots of editing. I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, I don't either. It's beautiful I, to watch. No, but I'm saying for this new guy. Concern of man, this looks fun. But I just watched the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and it, a similar thing of old franchise I liked and trying to do a. Michael Bay-esque kind of thing, and boy, did that not work. Mm. Oh, no. Like, the thing is, like, you gotta stay true to material. Like, Transformers... Okay, if Transformers wasn't about the, how awesome the U.S. military was... No. Um, <laughs> like, if it was just about robots punching each other in the desert or something, I would have been super down for that. Mm. Um, because, come on, it's it's dumb story like if it's focused on the actual robots and it just had the robots and their like weird drama going on um that would be perfect i would i would be very happy with that by the mm-hmm. way um autobots and decepticons two more superhero teams oh but indeed teenage mutant ninja turtles another uh superhero uh, team another team that we, we could to, like, spend the entire do, do have, day wait, talking wait, about wait, superhero teams but i, I would like to get to count? the teamwork bit oh, okay yeah. No, 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 no. Um, um, so, I, I just wanted to have it. Anyways. So, how are you guys doing this week? Um, that was... Uh, bad. I okay. Think, I think, as a team, we've had it. Boy, has this been a weird week for Team America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Drew, why don't you start us off? How was your week? Well, um... My week, this week, has been significantly better than my last week, because last week I had a horrible throat sickness where I sounded like a goblin, and that's why we didn't record, so sorry, my bad, I got ill. Um, The good news is I'm healthy now, but the rest of my team is sick, and I'm being considered the patient zero, who, even though I wasn't in the office, probably somehow got other people sick. So that's been fun. Um... But, with the exception of that, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Been playing all kinds of Overwatch. And, um, that's really, that's a good summation of what I've been up to. Ah, pretty nice, oh. pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what did I do? Um, 
I've been plugging away more at FF15. Uh, a friend of mine is bu- is bugging me to go beat that game because he's in like that stage of I want to talk about this with somebody. You need to go beat it. So I'm plugging away. Uh, you know, once you start once you start getting to the story content of that wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. Um, okay, okay. You you need to beat Final Fantasy 15 because of a social obligation. Yes. Well, you ever have those friends? Okay, okay, hold on. You ever have those friend, like a friend or something, that's like, dude, you need to finish this because I need to talk. Like, we need to talk about this. Oh or, yeah, all the time. Like, it's something like that. It's not a necessarily a social obligation, but he's like, I want to talk about it with somebody, get your opinion. I'm like, no, but yeah, I'm okay. trying to beat it. And like I said, it's like once you get to like the store, like that game can take a while if you do side quests. When you start getting to the actual main game part, boy, that can go quick. Yeah. I like, and it's not that it's badly designed or not like fun or there's not a lot of content. It's just like I leveled up a lot. I'm oh. really overpowered. <laughs> but yeah, so so I do also want to say that uh, so if I'm interpreting this correctly, in order to increase your friendship rank, you need to beat Final Fantasy 15. Is that what I'm hearing right now? It is a social link that I'm going to need to, is, yeah. to do do events for. I think okay. you guys um, are talking about Persona. Is this true? We are. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, Adam, I think we should just drop Persona references until Persona 5 comes out and Drew gets what we're talking about. I mean, the thing is, I kind of know when you're talking about it, because your voices, there's something about that. Where start, it's like that kind of like... Idiots. Well, yeah. no, it's just like you have that little, like, you're in sync. That is one thing uh, I do want to mention that I did last week that I didn't get to talk about. Um, Adam, if I may steal, steal, steal from you for just a moment. All right, but just for a moment. Okay. So last week, uh, because I was sick and dying, I decided to play game demos to see what these game demos that were on my box were all about. And I played Gravity Rush 2, and I played Near Automata. At least I, th- I think that's what ah! it's called. Oh, yeah. That's how you say it, yeah. They are wildly different games and um they are very fun um i liked i liked near more than i liked gravity rush gravity rush like was it was very pretty and colorful and kind of resigned reminded me artistically of like a miyazaki film but like the gameplay was kind of like whatever and then near automata was like a mini episode of an anime and actually ended on a really dramatic dark note for a demo um like it, it's weird, like, I can't tell you about it because it would spoil the plot of the demo. Oh, uh, Zach's played it We at our friend Ian's. Uh, yeah. Zach played the demo, and I watched him play it, so you can talk about it. Oh, sure. Show. So, like, yeah, at the yeah. end of the demo, like, your character dies, and, like, yep. like you die, and this other person you've been chilling with dies, and you, like, set off a nuclear explosion, or something yeah, of the yeah. equivalent of it, where, like... So, so I hear... So, from what from what Adam and Ian told me, um, that's pretty common for that studio when they make demos. Mm-hmm. Like they, <laughs> like, and I think they were talking about it to me before. Like they, like I, I wasn't used to it because I again I've been playing lots of Bloodborne style games or like other style games where like midway through a boss fight I generally don't enter a cutscene, mm-hmm. um, and then have to do the equivalent of a quick time event. See, I've played Metal Gear, so you yeah. Know. <laughs> Did you play, uh, Drew, did you play Metal Gear Rising? I did. I did. I like this so, more. I feel, <clears throat> this feels, I don't know what it is, but it feels more refined. Mm, you know what I mean? I have, I have a feeling it might be, uh, 
I can't remember because, again, I, I watched uh, Zach play the demo. I didn't get hands-on with it. Uh, it looks like you just have a ton more options than Metal oh, yeah. Gear Rising gives you. Like, uh, you know, you have all your different weapons, and, like, so you have your light attack and your normal attack, and any weapon can be a light weapon or a heavy weapon, and your whole moveset changes. But Rising is just like, this is the one weapon with the one moveset. So, at least for me, it just looked like you had more options. Is that kind of... Yeah, I... I mean, even I the, the gameplay changed. Like, I was in a 3D fighting combat thing, and then at some point I was suddenly doing, like, a top-down shooter, and, like, yep. there were mechs, and it was it was like a fusion of genre that I didn't expect, but was really satisfying and fun to see play out. Um, yeah, I like that uh, the first <laughs> Nier also does that. Really? That kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's it's, like it's, not, it's not high, a- high action stuff. It, it's an <clears> action RPG. It doesn't run as fast as Automata for, because it's a previous generation game and I think the hardware had some it was like really pushing the hardware but it does a lot of some of that similar stuff of like, you're fighting now guess what, it's a shmup now <laughs> I I just uh, just wanted to mention it because I was so shocked by how mm-hmm. like just how well put together the demo was and I guess maybe just because it contrasted really nicely with this like nice colorful fluffy thing that I had just played and then, like, the hour afterwards, I was, I, like, needed to just, like, be like, whoa, okay, didn't expect. So, I have to ask you, when mm-hmm. you were playing the Nier Automata demo, mm-hmm. God, did you no, happen to mess no. around with the, the chipset at all? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I, no. need, to, I need to explain this. Okay, so we, so, um, we're playing this, and... So Adam tells me to open up the chipset, and so I go and open up the chipset, and it allows you to muck around with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and the first thing Adam tells me to do is is to um, unboot the OS. And so I go up there, and I click the button to unboot the OS, and I click on it, and I'm like, Adam's telling me to do something. I don't trust this. And I press the button, and, and I'm about to do it, and it brings a pop-up menu. It says, like, all vital systems will shut down if you take out the OS. And I'm like, I see. <laughs> I refuse to do it. Um, we got... And no, then... No, no, and they got they got really close. And there's there's more to this. Um, after that, I get up to go to the bathroom. And when I walk back in, my HUD is gone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Because they went in there and they got rid of my HUD, and I was just like, okay. So, Drew, did you not, you didn't play around with the, or do you know what the chipset stuff is? No, I'll be honest, when I was playing it, I was like, I was half conscious, so I was more than happy to just button mash. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, So, what it does is, the chipset is like, because uh, your character 2B is an android. Wait, wait, Adam, Adam, Adam. Uh, Oh, oh. You weren't done with your story, go ahead. Give me a second. The, The second half is that our other friend Matt came over. And he started playing um, near Automata, and and while Matt was playing it, Adam gave him the same exact suggestion, and and Matt didn't even think about it. He just went and did it, oh, no. and then he and then <laughs> got back to the interest. Fucking yeah, gave him a game over. <laughs> he gave him a game over. I mean, that makes perfect sense. So, like. <laughs> Your character's an android, so all of your skills and abilities are all programs that are loaded into your character. Like, your HUD and all that stuff. Those are all programs, and you can turn those off. They give you the option to unload the OS, and if you do that, you just die. <laughs> this is Beautiful. 
yeah, I wanted to see if you had done that. I, um, I didn't, and, you know, had you been there to guide me, I may have been a little suspicious. No, I was giving good advice. It's teamwork. Teamwork, <laughs> yes. It's me and the enemy are trying course. to keep you alive. I mean, I mean, trying to keep you alive. Of, oh, of course. A- Adam, is, is there anything else about your week that has occurred, or things you'd like to share with the audience? Not, oh, not much. I know uh, we were all going to talk about the Overwatch updates. I'll save my stuff for that. Uh, but no, uh, it's basically been 15. So Fun stuff. Still good game. I do want to say that, um, uh, again, last weekend, we were hanging out, and like Matt whipped out the modded version of uh, his like, modded version of Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> and that, like, it was like, it, it was a... Uh, Super Smash Brothers 4, Smash 4, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, keep it in was... mind, people listening, that Matt is a uh, he plays Smash on the pro circuit, or not pro, but he like he was up he here for a, a tournament. Yeah, he was he was up. It's like the only reason we saw him is because he was playing a Smash tournament. But um, so he modded his Smash, and I do have to say, some of those mods are so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of really weird skins, but no, no. I want, I, dude, if I had Smash 4, I would mod it just so that I could have the freaking, like, the little pixel guys for the, when, in the character select. Oh, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, to, to the rest of my week, um, I, um, I played, oh man, I, I lost a bunch of, I think I said this last time, but I lost a bunch of, of time in, uh, Pokemon, and I've been catching up with it, um, and I think I also, and there was, yeah, so some of that. And then uh, I've recently gotten back into Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. uh, because um, the server I was playing on, and I had not played on it for a bit, but... Um, I'm, like, really tempted to jump back in with some of the new updates. Oh, my God. Um, if you do, don't go to the old server. Um, so... So the oh, server wait, that no? the server that so sorry, like the server that we played on is um, like it we, I abandoned it because my other friends who who play don't play on that server they play on Goblin and so this <laughs> I, week, I like no idea what you're talking account about on that there's a server named Goblin okay um, and so and so I got on there on an on an alternate character to sort of test the waters and to make sure that it was fairly easy to log in and all that before I transferred over my main character and forked over 20 bucks. Um, and it's 20 that bucks to do a server transfer? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, you got to get careful with it. Um, but, uh, and I had to transfer over my, and, and so, and it, and it all went well, and I got home today and I transferred over my character, and it is so nice to be able to get onto that game and, like, have people around, because playing... Playing an MMO basically solo is a soul-crushing sort of experience. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. I've like, done it. I, I hit max level soloing through the through Final Fantasy XIV, and trust me, I got to the end of it, and I was just like, well, yeah, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> like, I, I played Fantasy Star Online without the online component when I was a kid. So, oh, no. <laughs> so I got to grind all day, every day. As a think, as a ten year old child, I think I remember being a kid, hanging out with you, 
and playing Fantasy Star Online without the online component. Oh, was that? Oh dear. I think I was. I think I was there with you, and we were both playing it because you were like, "Check out this cool game." Oh yeah, because there was the like, split screen component. A, yeah, and I was just like, "This is a really cool game." What? Like, why is it so sparse and so empty? And and I think you were like, "Cause it's supposed to be online." And I'm like, "Oh, it's bad." <laughs> And, and I like it was really fun to play. <laughs> I have really fond memories of Fantasy Star Online that I played with no other like human beings online. It sounds like you didn't have any teamwork. Yeah, zero teamwork. Zero teamwork. Uh, so, so yeah, and and then the final thing, and this isn't related to teamwork, but um, I'm kind of getting back into Magic: The Gathering. Um, and by getting back, I mean I spent seventy maybe $80 on cards. Mm-hmm. Was um, it just the one yeah. card, or...? Oh, no, no. It was 12 in total. 12 cards cost $80? Um, four of them... So, I'm oh, sorry, uh, it was 11 cards, actually, because three of them cost 12 bucks. Uh-huh. So three, mm. three of the cards cost 12 bucks each. Um, and then... Four cost five dollars each, I think. Um, and then the last one was like two bucks for each, so those are fairly cheap. Uh, but now, now with now with all these card purchases, now I can buy. So 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 all those card purchases were just for Magic Land. That seems now I need to buy the like actual cards to play. Huh. Drew, this is why you never get into card games. No, I I learned long ago that it's an expensive it's an expensive uh, field to get into. It's not oh, for the God. lighthearted. I'm like by the time by the time my deck is tournament ready, I'm going to spend an upwards of two hundred or three hundred dollars on it. <laughs> like like <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of money to to like have one deck that I can play somewhat competitively. I mean, if it's what you love, then go crazy. I'm not going to stop you from pursuing your dreams. Yeah, no, I've, I've been but, sitting on I've been sitting on buying these lands for like a year, uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> but I do have to ask, is it a sliver deck? No. I'm... I am that a, deck is worthless. Why is it a sliver deck? I, I don't know what that is, but um, I, I do want to get to the news, which this week... Uh, we've all agreed has been kind of all over the place, but we can all also agree that Overwatch had an update, and we all kind of played it, and we all kind yeah. of were going to talk about that for a bit. The Lunar New Year. So, in terms of skins, I do want to say that one, I got the Luna May skin, and uh-huh. then I got the the Rose um, Tracer skin, and I'm like, you know what? If I don't get any other skins from this, I'm okay with this. I, I got two of them happy about i got the um i got the super cool tracer uh intro uh thing oh, the dragon? with yeah, the dragon right. yes um Aww. and it's Ooh. super cute um and mixed with my punk costume it's like super fun to see i'm just kind of sad because i don't get to see the facial animation um <laughs> but once i got that i was pretty okay i think i got some other stuff but i barely care um, all, this, all the skins do look nice, though. Um, I got the Anna one. I got the Anna with the, the mask. Oh, yeah. uh, but I'm super bummed out. Last last year, uh, not yeah, last year for the winter event, I kept getting just legendary skins all the time. 
And it was like, oh, I don't really care about these legendaries except Zenyatta's. And I got that on the first try. But now there's a whole bunch of skins I really want in this event. And it's like, I'm not getting anything. I'm yeah, that's, so salty. That's, I feel like I blew all my luck early. So so I, I, I feel the same way about the Halloween event in which I got the Junkenstein skin like right out the gate. And then I just was like, I can't, like, I, I, did, I didn't care about all the other cool skins I was getting. And then the winter event rolls around, and for the longest time while playing it, I was just like, but I want all these cool skins! And I wasn't getting any of them. Uh. Um, until, like, right at the end where I picked up um, the Sombra skin for the winter event, and the Pharaoh skin, and, like, one other skin that was, like, super good. I think I got the Nutcrackers and the Yada one. Oh, you I son of a bitch. Oh, awesome, I'm done. <laughs> That's the one I got in my very first winter loot box, and I was really hoping that luck would strike twice, and I'd open up that, that first uh, Lunar New Year box and just get the skin. But no, I got... Okay, I need to complain about something about Overwatch just in general. Uh, I'm really getting tired of getting boxes where it's all three duplicates and then money. Mm. This See, keeps I... happening, and it's actually really annoying. I'd be I know I'm fine with it stuff, if I got more money from a duplicate. Like, getting 15 coins for, like, an emote seems a bit... Or maybe not an emote, but, like... It's it's based on rarity. Yeah. I think it's, like... It is, it is one-fifth the normal cost of that. <sighs> like, I know the system's in place for them to make money, but I, I still think they could be a little a little nicer about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I always wondered, what if you know, what if those, if there was another way to get currency? I, I kind of wondered, what if those medals you got at the end of the game could like be converted to currency? So like, if you did just, if you just did really well, here, here's an extra coin or something like that. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm not as, I'm not as into that. Um, mm. I, I like the loot box method, and I like you know, earning experience. And now they're they're giving you more options for loot boxes. Which I think is probably the smart way to go for it. Because like, it's way more paid. Um, in addition, there's been a bunch of balance changes. Um, and just not to not to get too too heavy into the competitive stuff. Um, it looks like um, triple tank and quad tank are going to fall back a bit. Um, May, for a moment. Sorry. Like, Diva got, Diva got a debuff. Um, Ana's not as good in terms of healing. And Roadhog's hook is better. No, it's worthless and garbage. If I can't hook you through a building when I'm not even looking at you, that's that's messed up. That Get wasn't back, Blizzard. That wasn't part of the um sorry, but that wasn't part of the New Year update, I thought. I thought that was like a previous patch. Uh, uh, it rolled out with the New Year update. It it yeah. did get to, it was talked about on the uh, test environment, mm. but it did come out with the lunar update. It's not part of the event, like it's not like Here's the Lunar New Year event, and Ben's changes. It's just, hmm. they came out at the same time. Because yeah, I thought yeah. the big story around the Lunar New Year event was um, was that we have a Capture the Flag mode now, which was something that was missing from the oh, original game. Do. Yeah, so... Uh, how have you guys liked it so far? I really like it. I I think the, like the way they That's balanced like it... Of course hey, you do. Hey, actually, if I may, if I may... As a tracer, okay. getting the flag, while very satisfying, sitting on it and getting shot to death, not so fun. Um, yeah. Because for people who don't play Overwatch, they added um, they added capture the flag, and you can't just pick up the flag, you kind of have to sit on and capture it for a few seconds. 
And what that means is, like, if you get shot at, if you get, like, disrupted, that counter resets. And so it's kind of a clever way of preventing, like, a really fast character, like Tracer, the guy I, or lady that I main as, um, from just, like, dominating that type. Like, I, I usually don't get the flags. I usually shoot off other people and do my usual strategy of flanking. Um, and I just thought that was really clever. Like, I didn't expect them to do that. But. It, it is pretty cool. I will say this. Guys, it's been two weeks. How are people still ha- haven't figured out you need to just stand still and pick up the flag? Stop passing over it. Mm. Yeah. Um, the damn flag! So, so I, I don't play very offensive characters, and so whenever I play Capture the Flag, I always try to auto-lock Torbjorn. Because I've learned, oh, I've learned, Torbjorn and his turret, you just plunk that down somewhere... And you will just auto-kill things, because, like, you, you put down the turret somewhere that the flag-taker's not gonna pay much attention to, um, and then, like, a Reinhardt will step on top of the flag, start getting shot by the turret, and then turn his shield to block against the turret, which is, you know, normal, but then all I have to do is jump on top of the Torbjorn and shock him, shotgun him a few times in the butt, and he's dead. I have one yeah. question okay. to that. Uh... Okay. Zach, you last, as you know, and as we talked about in the last Overwatch update, there was some big controversy about one of May's skins and about how it was a legendary, but it was just a recolor kind of thing, or people thought, but you know, oh, it's not just a recolor; it does this cosmetic thing. Uh, you have the new, uh, like the special May skin right now, yeah. Yep. Isn't it still a legendary, but isn't it also still kind of a recolor? No. Or is it like? Do you think it's? Oh like, no, they. They, they like changed they... the entire model. Like, you can literally... You, you can now actually see May's waistline. Oh. Like, it's, like if you go look at it, it is it is a complete... So, it's like a, it's like a new model. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just curious, because, like, it'd be weird if, like, guys, we're going to try so much harder to do a legendary skin. And then they did one. It's like, no, but this is still terrible. No, no, no. It's actually... It's a really, really good skin. Um, uh, that was my only question before we move on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I actually have one last thing to say, and it is one gripe I have against kept the capture of the flag mode is that draws happen way too often. Yeah, yeah. It's I, super draw heavy, and so I can't get loot boxes from it, and it makes me very angry. I've not had so many draws as a game is won after one flag has been taken, and then the entire team yeah. just goes defense for the rest of the match. Like that's been that, my that bigger is... problem. Hmm. That's one thing I've noticed is that again, this will happen of any game mode where it's like you have to get to this point to, to win because then they can just turtle up and be defensive on it but it does seem really easy to just like really like hunker down and say well nobody gets this thing and that's kind of what Zach was saying about turrets and everything like uh, being really good uh, and just you can you can just decide to sit there and they ain't gonna do much mm. yeah Indeed. but if only they had lots of teamwork they could have done it my goodness like Teamwork will transfer us to our new feature. Yay! Teamwork right, and collaboration. Drew, what is our what's our feature? Explain it to me. I'm scared. Oh well, Adam, don't be scared because our feature <laughs> is all about coming together through teamwork and and collaboration in video games. Um, oh, thank God, I've never done that before. Oh, you haven't? Because it happens quite frequently. <laughs> you have you have guilds and clans and all kinds of social features. And just games that encourage you to find a buddy or an enemy and make them your buddy, and you know, create teams. And sometimes those Every teams are really, 
Sorry. Every time I play Overwatch, I just go immediately off team chat and pick one character and disregard the team. Am uh, I doing teamwork correctly? Adam, oh, Adam, man. that's totally not what I do at all. Don't don't judge me too harshly. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Zach, don't uh, judge me too right. much. I've talked uh, with Danny yeah. about it. He's cool with it. We're cool. It's fine. So yes, we're good. We're good. Um, we're good. but to to get into an actual discussion, um, we are here to talk about online team building. And I'd like to open it up for just a quick discussion of, you know, maybe games that you like doing online team building with. Maybe something like, oh, I don't know, Overwatch, that thing we talked about for 20 minutes or so. Um, you know, just start a spirited discussion around what it is to form a team. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I play, I'm, I, I'm currently playing an MMO that I mentioned a few times before. What's it Final called, Zach? 14. Which, again, I've, I've played a few times before. But Zach, um, what's the full name? Uh, it is called Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn. I am specifically playing the uh, playing with the expansion pack called... Heavensward. Uh, Heavensward, thank you. Oh. Um, and and, and how, how do you make a team? Soon will be a new, there soon will be a new expansion called Stormblood. Stormblood, Stormblood by the way, is an amazing name. Like, that is pretty good. I bet, a, I bet a team of people put that together. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, he's a funny joke, Drew, man. Drew, you know what? I, here's something I want you to do, Drew. What is when it? When you're editing this, I want you to count. Try Like, I will try and count this, or maybe you, or maybe Adam. Count every instance of the word team, and then in post, make a little recording saying there were team was said this many times. Team, <laughs> team, 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 team. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, man. For you. Not you, Adam, but only for Zach. Because uh, me and Zach, runner. we're a team. Me and Adam, oh, you know, we're more like, you know, like, you know, you do your thing, I do mine. We don't bother each other too much. Gotta move on from there. Oh, man. Not really in it. Anyways. Um, so, but yeah, so so I, I am in a, uh, it's called a free company, but it's basically, a, it, it's a guild. Um, in, in Final Fantasy XIV, and it is with a bunch of friends. Um, and we also party together and go play dungeons together. In fact, um, before I got onto the, the podcast, like I'd say about 20 minutes before, up until then, um, I was on Final Fantasy XIV playing with my friends uh, Chris and Julia, and we were running uh, something called Palace of the Dead, which is... It's sort of it's sort of roguelikey inside of it, but it's very teamwork focused, and they give you lots of phoenix downs because boy howdy, if somebody goes down, you're screwed. <laughs> hmm. Well, how do how do you mean? Like, if someone in your team's dead, then like they can never come back? Um. Yeah. So it, in the later levels of Palace of the Dead, um, you need you like you have to coordinate with everybody else. Um, it gets harder and harder as you get further down, um, and uh, if, if somebody's down, that means one of your four team members is, is unable, obviously they're dead. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, it's really hard to resurrect them. Monsters are tough and, and fighting, fighting man down is, makes it very hard to fight through. Um, and it, it like one death can very quickly turn into like very quickly snowball into a, into a party wipe. And if you party wipe, you lose all your progress for that particular run of the dungeon. Oh, so you're all kind of in it, like, mm. it, it, there isn't any sense of, like, okay, one person can do significantly better than the other if one person gets cut out. Yeah, it's... so, 
it's it's so all MMOs are really really team focused. Like you need to work with everybody else. Um, and generally speaking, if somebody dies in the middle of a dungeon, uh, not Fantasy race. Star Online, you can do that thing all by yourself. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was solo this entire game. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. It was horrifying. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Anyways. <laughs> Because you have to grind. Oh god, I'll, I'll talk about it later. Go on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's. We'll talk about team games that aren't played with a team. Um, but yeah. So in addition to that, I obviously play Overwatch, which is uh, competitive. And uh, yeah. So that's sort of my my background and experience with playing team based games. Also, oh sorry, I have lots of background experience playing shooters like. Gears of War and Halo online playing games. Mm. Anyways, that's that's my background on it. Uh, so what is what is yours, Drew? Well, what's interesting is mine runs a bit counter to the way you you do teaming because it seems like you're big into guilds and large groups of people coming together as one. And mm. with me, um, I tend to prefer when my team is very small. Like I have, I enjoy those experiences. Like usually, if it's like two or three people and we're really nicely in sync. Um, that's when I tend to really enjoy a team element of a game. Um, our team count is so high right now, I'm going to have to look for alternatives for the word. Um, team, 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 team. God damn it, Adam. Um, no, but, like, I, I say that because when I think about times when I worked with other people online, um, and, like, there's Team Fortress, which is supposed to encourage cooperative play, but it really doesn't, um, because it... You ultimately just, like, it's a very goofy game, and you have a team of people that are working together, but there's basic strategies, and then you kind of fight for your own. But uh, there was a period of my life where I was pretty big into, like, Half-Life mods, and, like, the whole Half-Life modding scene. All right. And... I remember that part of your life. Yeah, well, those games, for me, uh, it might just be because that entire community is pretty tightly knit, but, like... Like, that's when I usually got the most out of, like, playing with other people. There was, uh, there's one game that me and my brother really liked, and it was called Zombie Panic. Um, and... What oh, was, wait, what? no. I, I remember playing Zombie Panic with you. You did? I didn't, I don't remember I you being a was part it, of that. Was it a full game, or was it a Counter-Strike mod? I, I didn't play Zombie Panic with you, Drew. <laughs> this, this enforces us not being on a team yet. This is why me and Zach are teammates, and you, Adam, are just like that guy. That uh, guy in the, I'll in be the, the corner. the rogue sixth ranger that shows up later. Whoa! Okay, you're suddenly the most what? important member of our team. Um, yeah, but in any case, um, for people who don't know, um, Zombie Panic had an original mod, and then it had a source mod, which was the Half-Life engine. And what was fun about this is you had a team of people, and you had a team of zombies, and the zombie team would grow every time a person got killed. And you would spawn randomly on a map with general strangers, and you could have a voice chat, and you could type in little quick commands in your in your little chat area, and I didn't have a headset, so I was mostly just listening to people kind of figure things out. And the game was really... It was all about, like, disempowering you. Like, you had hardly any ammo, you got hurt really quickly... And if you wanted to win, you kind of had to glitch objects onto walls and onto, like, other things to block people. And, like, teams were formed generally from people who knew how to exploit the game. So wow. it was, like, very, like, the actual core of the game itself didn't really care how you work together. People just naturally did it. There was no enforced system. And so it was always, like, me and, like, two, two or three other people who kind of knew what was up. 
and we would always bond really well and end up surviving. And like experiences like that are really nice for me. Like uh, I think uh, I think about like Left for Dead, right, where you have a team of four at max, um, and that's when you get really nice strategies and like you know really good moments of like I'm dying, but I'm gonna take these suckers with me. I'll see you on the other side. Like like dramatic stories happen from that for me. I've never had an MMO, maybe because I'm not an MMO guy, where I've been like, oh, cool, I'm part of a guild. I've never been a guild person. I've always been someone who's like, I got my squad, and we rolling out. Um, so, squad, so you're after them squad goals? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, all squad. about the squad goals. All about so, team squad goals. <laughs> so I do want to, I do want to say, do you know, do you know what the origin, well, do you know, I, I actually played a ver- like a sort of version of Zombie Panic uh, like well before the source mod came out, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's when it was before the Counter Strike mod came out. It, it might have been. This might have been after. But I remember playing that exact same archetype in the orig- in like Halo Two mm. or the original Halo Online. Isn't that isn't that kind of where the zombie mode for Halo happened? Yeah. Where like you know somebody dies and then you just switch teams over to zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was a case where. Um, there were two teams. There was a red team, which was human, and then there was a green team, which was zombie. Um, the red team had shotgun and a pistol. And they all walked really slowly, and they all had minimum health. Um, and the zombie team had like this like minimal shielding, but they were also really fragile. But uh, they had a sword. Like So every member of the... Every, so if you spawned on the green team, you had a sword, and you ran really really fast oh geez so, i think i remember playing this with a group of friends yeah it was uh, in halo uh, 2 yeah yeah it was halo 2 okay um and so uh the humans the, there would always be one zombie and then a buttload of uh, humans and there was no ammo on the on left on the map so you had conservative ammo the entire time um you had to make sure your shots count so nobody was shooting when the zombie wasn't there um but I do remember, and and yeah, every time you killed somebody, they turned into a zombie. And that 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 game type got real nasty. Like you know that that game, <laughs> at least going back to Zombies Panic, like that game, people people got antsy. Um, oh yeah, there was lots of blood. Um, what I liked about it um, is like you would get like different groups communicating about where they were on the map, and you'd have like Team Red House, Team Barn team like i guess it was like two story or something and like you what well because like there was like a little red house and a little barn and then like another tiny two-story house somewhere else oh i thought these were like official team names like oh know, no 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 nowadays you're like oh we're team liquid oh we're team dorito snacks <laughs> ah, team barn house no it was all about where you spawned and where you managed to get to if you didn't die um and doing the preemptive things to make it so that you had a sustainable like little holdout and then, like, people would have their squad where they were, like, actually hanging out and surviving. And then there was kind of the meta of, like, other people, like, loosely communicating with each other. Um, and I like that. that. That's fun for me. Um, yeah, no, I I do admit that, like, Zombie Panic was always a really fun... It was always really fun to play it when I did. I didn't play a lot of it. And a lot of times I ended up playing Zombie Panic on some really weird maps. Oh, you're talking um, the mods? Like, it's a mod, but yeah, then there were some always, people, like, uh, building their maps. maps? So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it basically, since, since it was it was a Counter-Strike uh, 
kind of like source mods. Um, so, and then they would just like change the map for Zombie Panic, and you, you'd end up with some weird geometry. Um, but yeah, and, and it was really about teamwork and coordination, except for me, who would always walk up to a bunch of barricaded guys, and then they'd be like, no, go away. And I'd be like, oh. I'm sorry, like, if, I, if I ever did that to you, or, or listener, if I ever did that to you in the game, I was young and stupid. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've done that. So, so, so what are the odds that just like someone, in, I guess in the future for us, listens to this and is like, oh, I remember that. I remember that Drew Facciano guy. What a jerk. He denied me entry into his club. He he let me die. Why didn't he just break the window so I could jump oh. through? Uh, Adam, I've been talking too much. Tell me about your team-related uh, life on the world of games. So I guess I kind of... I, let's see. I guess playing a lot of team-related games is kind of a new thing for me. So when I started playing... Uh, games i started with a lot of rpgs and single player games like my very first game that i i really that i owned and played a lot of was pokemon blue and that was you know you could trade stuff but i didn't have a lot of friends that could trade so it was very much a solo experience uh and then i got zelda and that's a solo thing and i got mario and that's a solo thing so uh a lot of the games i've played have been very single player heavy um and it hasn't been until pretty recently that i really have been like you know i'm more into playing multiplayer stuff uh when i was in high school a lot of my friends uh would, would have me play a bunch of different mmos or online games uh i think the first mmo i ever played was a game called maple story oh you know that's the so browser-based one real yeah goofy. <laughs> no that, that's the browser-based uh, thing yeah huh is that is that through a browser or is that through uh, at the time it was an execute it was a like a executable that you would launch off your Okay, maybe I'm wrong then. I'm thinking of Gaia Online or something. Yeah. No, no, Gaia... Wait, yes, Gaia Online is a browser-based game. Yeah, Gaia is the online one. Uh, But I remember playing that, that being my first, like, real taste of, like, an MMO. Uh, And it was pretty fun. I I think I was kind of like you, Drew, where when I played, I didn't really want to play with just kind of any random person. I, I like playing with people I know and that I can, like, chat with, like, really quickly. So, you know, I only... I only played it when uh, my buddies Chris and Jordan would play it, because I could play with them. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, this happened a lot in MMOs. Because I came from a very single-player-focused mindset, uh, I would like to like take my time and kind of explore and poke around. And I guess I never really got, at the time, got into the mindset of, oh, you can just blitz all this and get really strong really fast, so... like. They would come back, like, after a day of playing, like, yeah, we're at level 30, let's play. And, like, hey, guys, I'm level 10. Look at all these cool things I found in the world. Uh, yeah, that's... That was, that was kind of my thing. Uh, uh, I, I then tried playing... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be old school on you, Zach. I played Final Fantasy eleven. Oh, yeah. I, see, I barely played that I because I shared it with my brother. Um, and this is... By the way, this is going to be a common theme for me playing games when I was a kid, but I shared a lot with my brother, and then eventually he would take over. Um, well, let me yes. tell you, I didn't play much Eleven, not because I didn't like it, but I didn't have a PC at the time, so I had to play this thing on the PlayStation 2. Yep, same. <laughs> boy, boy, that was rough. Oh, yes. That, that game was not great on the PlayStation 2. How- uh, it was also 
crazy grindy. Did you did you have to plug it in, right? Because like the PlayStation Two didn't have like a Wi-Fi router or anything. You had to actually. Okay, like... I'm gonna let's sidetrack real quick. So Drew, I have the PlayStation Two. I have to buy a new hard drive for this game. I have to buy a network adapter. Ooh. I had to buy a. Uh, at the time, we weren't. We didn't really have all of like the uh, the networking stuff set up in the house, so we had to buy a wireless router and adapter for the thing, and set that all up. And you know, of course, at the time when Dad was helping me set it up, he didn't know what was going on, so he'd get like, "Wow, this is, this thing's for this game. It's ruining the computer." Like, "No, Dad, you don't understand." <laughs> and I don't understand it enough to fix it. I'm so confused. <laughs> Oh. So that was fun times. I'm um, glad you bring that up because I think that's why I played Fa- Fantasy Star Solo. Like I didn't, I just didn't want to get bothered with all the hookups. So uh, you know, I played a lot of solo player stuff, but I tried MMOs. Uh, but I just didn't really, like I said, it was more that I liked playing with my friends, and it, it hasn't been until pretty recently, like maybe the last two or three years, that I've really tried to be like, you know, I want to play. I still really want to play this with my friends. But I'll go out and just kind of do random stuff with randos online. Uh, you know, when it was like a competitive thing, it was like, I don't really want to do stuff and like, you know, screw something up uh, something up for them and get them all pissed. Uh, that, that was kind of one reason uh, I stopped playing League of Legends after a while. Like, I, I, I played League of Legends with my friends. I, I just I never even played League of Legends. That's that's news to me. Uh, I was I was pretty into it for a while, and I still really like I still like MOBAs, and I still think League is a really cool game. It's just hey, and maybe maybe we'll talk about this later. Uh, uh, what are, are you still in the League? Does, because I'm not pl- I'm does, not going back. Does Does Mundo give no fucks? Mundo ki- Mundo roams where he pleases. <laughs> Um, okay, and we'll maybe talk about this later. Uh, I, I just want you, know, you to know, I, every time you make a reference, I don't get. I'm just assuming it's a part of Persona. No, that's a that's a League of Legends joke. There's a character named Doctor Mundo, who, when I stopped playing, was so strong that he could just kind of walk out of his designated lane and go wherever the fuck he wanted. See, Adam, here's like, the thing. I I know you're not actually talking about Persona, but from now on, from here on out. Anytime either of you make a reference I don't get, it's just a part of the Persona canon as far as I care. Wow, Persona's about to get real weird. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time when Persephone showed up as a Persona and then Dr. Mundo showed up and then Solid Snake came by and air kicked her in the face? Wait, no, no, wait, wait, Drew Drew knows about Solid Snake. (sighs) I do. Or does he? Oh, maybe it's a spinoff. Like, if if I start talking about Mahote or something... Ooh. Then, then it's oh, oh, the cat Arizona. characters, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, like, like I said, uh, you know, I played League of Legends for a bit, but I would play only with my friends because just there are people online who are jackasses, and oh, I, yeah. I kind of tended to avoid that. Uh, See, uh, you know, when I played the Souls games, you know, I I party up with people, but because I didn't have to really talk to them or do anything, it just hey, let's go kill something together. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, I've really enjoyed playing randos in Overwatch because that game just seems pretty like everybody seems pretty chill about that game. I have to say, uh, like the commu- the community there, like having had my teeth cut on like multiplayer games through the land of source mods, like mm-hmm. I'm shocked at how nice people are. Like even when people are considered to be like being really mean and aggressive, it's nothing compared to what I'm used to from the Steam land. You know, like right. like. 
the the worst I've seen is someone who's like you know really upset that you know they didn't get to play as their favorite character or something or that like the team comp is inefficient. But like even then, people tend to be formal about it, and I don't know if that's because of like the tools they have for communication in that game because they have the different ways of doing group chat, or or what. But I think uh, I think in Overwatch's case, it makes a very clear distinction between this is competitive, this is a team oriented one, and this is arcade. If you want to just goof off and do whatever, go play arcade, and that's that's kind of what I play it for. When I think I, that's if, so if, smart, like. If I have my friends, I'll go play quick play, or I haven't done competitive because I don't want to deal with that. But most of the time, I'll just go, like, I'm going to go dick around in arcade, and that's been pretty fun to play with people. Mm-hmm. So, overall, uh, teamwork stuff, I, I've really liked playing when I have my friends with me. Mm-hmm. Just like right now in this podcast. Aw, I love you both so much. High five. Uh, you guys Except you guys... me and Drew aren't on team. I knew that was a lie. No, Adam, it's okay. You're, you're, the, you're the Black Ranger, or the, the, the Green Ranger. Hell yeah, finally, I did it. Yeah, 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 you wait, showed up wait, and you proved wait. your you proved your weight. Wait, so what, Drew? What what Rangers are we? Oh, uh, um, I don't you know. You can both be the Red Ranger because no, in no. one episode there was like twelve. I well, no. Here's the thing. I I don't want to choose what Ranger I am. Um, and uh, Zach, okay. I feel like I feel wait, like you could wait. be the Blue Ranger because because you tend to follow things through with a, like a good logical mindset. And Adam, you're the Green Ranger. From yes, my perspective, finally. you're always okay, so the Green I, Ranger. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Drew is the the Red Ranger because really we we know he's gonna be the leader. Come on, <sighs> Drew's leading this podcast super hard right now. <laughs> yeah, aware. I'm gonna go off on my own right now. No, <laughs> no that's not. That's for season two. That's st- <laughs> that's that's where that's where we drive. Wait, wait, that's where you don't feel appreciated, so you leave all of us. And then the rest of the team has to come. Well, the rest of the team, being me and Adam, uh, have to come together, and we desperately try replacements, aka, aka other people. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay, just um, Adam, please, please let me know. Are, are we talking about real, real Power Rangers canon or not? Because I don't know if we're talking about real Power Rangers canon bro, or not. Bro, that fucking happens all the time. Some Rangers <laughs> like, I just don't feel appreciated. I'm gonna leave. And then they try, like, oh, we're going to just replace him. Ah, shit, we're really bad at this. We need him. I love yeah. it. Actually, yeah, um... They learn. I, teamwork! I have I have a teamwork question for you both regarding games oh. and teams. Do, well, you, yes. do, do you want to hear it? Too. Do, do you care? I, I do. I do, I do want to hear it. Okay. Oh. Um, so, um, we're all talking about all these, these team-based games, and we were talking about different characters, uh, what kind of roles do you like to play in team-based games? Like, there's, you know, people who like to heal, people who like to, like, kind of, like, lead the actual strategy. Um, I find that I tend to like to do, like, odd jobs. Like, like that's kind of why I enjoy Tracer, because she's, like, so specific in what she's supposed to be doing. But even in, like, Zombies Panic or Left for Dead, like, I enjoy finding, like, a little niche that I can, like, do pretty efficiently. And... And that ends up being, like, a useful component of whatever it is we're trying to get done. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I... I think those are the roles I tend to gravitate towards, and maybe that's why I tend to use magic characters. I don't know, but... Yeah. I guess when I play stuff... Uh, when, when I would play with my friends, um, you know, my, my friend Jordan would always like to do the DPS kind of classes, and he was pretty good at that. Uh, my other friend Chris would usually do... He and I kind of switched on and off depending on whichever one we were good at. I 
I usually ended up being the tank or just kind of the stand here and hold aggro thing. And I think that's because, uh, like I said, when I played, when I used to play a lot of MOs before I started like trying to get more integrated in the communities, it was a lot of, I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing, but I can sit there and hold aggro, and as long as somebody keeps me alive, I'm still doing a good job. <laughs> so, uh, and then, since then, I've tried to play more, and I, I think because of that, I've tried to play more support role stuff of, I still like playing tanks, uh, I, uh, I've i liked playing healers and stuff like that. Uh, I was never particularly great as DPS or... Uh, you know, in, in like Overwatch's thing of uh, the offensive characters, because it's like, I don't know if I'm doing the maximum damage, and that seems to be a big deal. Um, so I guess it'd be more support roles is, is what I've liked. Hmm. Yeah. I, th I think I also tend to take on... Um, uh, I, I tend to take... Uh, oh, God, this is so hard. Um, because, like, for instance, in Overwatch, I end up playing every role. But uh, I I tend to naturally gravitate towards either really heavy sort of bulky defense based characters like Tor Torbjorn and his turret, Junkrat and his and his spam grenade forever. Um, well, but like, and, and, what about in like like in Final Fantasy, right? Like in, in your guild, yeah, like when you have a yeah, guild like of characters. It's so so, uh, so so for those two for those two guys, yeah, like. In Final Fantasy, you obviously can't have a just stand and deliver style um, style character. Oh no, I take that back. It's Black Mage, but it, Final Fantasy XIV is really boring, so I play Monk. Um, Wait, how can it be boring is, if you've sunk so much time into it? Because uh, Black Mage may not be that interesting to play. Uh, yeah, Black okay. Mage is, is kind of boring to play. I thought you were referring um, to the entire just, game that you had sunk hundreds of hours into, and I was oh, a no, bit no. concerned. No, no, I. So, so the issue that I have, I, I'm like leveling monk, and I find it kind of boring. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be because, like, it it is very much so the sort of stand and deliver. I keep saying this line, but <laughs> but uh, it's, is that it's monk just or black of, mage that just stands there. It's, it's just it's just it's it's black mage. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So so black mage just sort of stands there and cast spell and cast spell and cast spell until they're dead. Um, uh, which. I normally find pretty fun and pretty interesting, but it just wasn't inherently interesting. And, uh, dude, they let you punch people. So I started playing as a monk in, in Final Fantasy XIV, and I found yeah, it infinitely enjoyable, despite the fact that I die a lot. Like, because the whole thing with monk is that um, you want to be switching between... You have a lot of positionals, which means you, your position relative to the person you're, you're hitting... Um, changes like the amount of damage you do or an effect you can cause. Um, so if you're standing to the side, like so, you keep switching between the side of an enemy and the back of an enemy, and you keep going back and forth between the side and the back. Um, but as as you may be aware, in an MMO, there's lots of AOEs that pop up in the game, and so if you're purely focused on just hitting the enemy side, back, side, back, um, you sometimes will just accidentally step into step into an AOE. And then it goes off, and then you're dead. And then I just get to sort of sit back and go, well, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I totally walked in the way of that meteor. I deserve this. Oh, God, I've died in so many weird and interesting ways. Um, and for the longest time, I didn't know how to zoom out. And I was playing on, on PlayStation 4, and I was just like, how do I? like?" And I would, like, so I would have this, like, zoomed-in perspective, so I couldn't even see the entire boss. <laughs> 
that's gonna help. I can tell. Oh man, and, and so so many times, like I wouldn't see the signaling from the boss, and I just just like bumped off the map. Well, there I go. Um, but uh, I I always take it as a given that like I'm playing a monk. I I'm I'm okay being a total idiot while I'm playing this game. Uh, but yeah, no, I love. I generally speaking really like DPS roles, but if I, but uh, but I think a close second to that is probably heal roles and support and and support defense based roles. I really like if I can stand in the back line and either dish out damage or pump the team, I will do so. Hmm. Sounds like we've got the makings of an amazing team right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, our composition no, but... is 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 prime. <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask, uh, what games or uh, or games that you played, either maybe you have played or have experience or know about, that have done kind of interesting stuff with teamwork or have allowed for different teams? Well, like Drew is asking what so, roles we take on, but like, yeah, so, are there any games that kind of facilitate teamwork? That... There's, so, I, I, so there's sort of these different classifications of games. Sorry, I'm taking this. Um, so uh, there's, there's different ways that games use teamwork. Like sometimes they have it in a sort of... Um, like organized manner, like say, like Gauntlet or or uh, Castle Crashers or Magicka, and I want to talk about Magicka and teamwork. <laughs> um, have you guys played Magicka? Um, I played it a bit. Um, I've I played not... Castle Crashers. I- I've okay. played Castle Crash. You know what? Those games I really like, where you like yeah. kind of the more arcadey ones. Yeah, yeah. So the so there's the arcade team based games. Uh, probably. Uh, Mystaria. Oh, Cause of Mystara? Yeah, yeah, Mystara. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Dragon's Crown and stuff like that. So there's that sort of, like, teamwork-based stuff um, in that arcade way. And then I think there's the sort of, like, competitive teamwork stuff, where this is where you get into, like, CSGO, and, uh, or, yeah, this is where you get into, like, the, your Counter-Strikes, Overwatch, League of Legends. Those are all sort of, like, teamwork competition, mm-hmm. where you work as a team to sort of defeat the enemy um and then there's i'd say like mmo style and mmos can be sort of split between like guild organization sort of teamwork where you're sort of like pooling your specializations to sort of work together to make a, your guild better which is sort of how historic guilds work but um and then there's the sort of like party stuff where it's all sort of everyone groups together and it's treated with more like a little more gravitas and 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 like we all need to work together to make sure that we beat the boss and things like that. So you like it when there's, there's like a team based objective is what I'm getting. Um, I I was just sort of classifying, um, different kinds of, uh, sort of like the three sort of different, yeah, the kind of different kinds of teamwork and games kind of come in these different flavors kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone you particularly like? Um, for me, I think, Um, I think my personal preference is probably either, like, the guild one to sort of, like, everyone's working together in a sort of loose teamwork-based structure, and we all sort of report in. Um, uh, and by the way, if you, if you play with a bunch of people in Minecraft, it's the same idea. Um, that's a, that's a really fun, Minecraft's one of those ones of, after you play on a server with people... At least I found it really hard to go back to single player. Like that's yeah. a lot of fun to play with people. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, so I, I think it's either 
probably the like larger like I, I like teamwork generally speaking in games, but um, I'd probably say my favorite is either that or um, the sort of arcadey goofy stuff because oh boy howdy you can get up to some crazy stuff. But yeah, I, I just think it would be cool to sort of go through those different styles and sort of like talk about each one individually because they are very different styles of teamwork that come up in games mm-hmm. and they sort of work or don't work depending on, on different things. Uh, so yeah. Do um, you have a favorite one? Or? Well, I mean, what's, what's interesting is I, if I may, I just, I keep thinking about what Zach's saying and I feel like what I tend to, when I tend to like teamwork when it comes, um, not from the game, like, not from the game's rules. Like, it's just the game was open enough to allow four people to come up with their rule sets. Oh, um, okay. Which, it, it, it's weird. Like, I, I don't mean to... I, it's weird that I, I tend to enjoy teamwork when it comes, like, from people. Like, this this comes back from, you know, source mods, from kind of arcadey games where there's no real reason you have to play together but people tend to just kind of naturally gravitate towards it uh there have been a lot of like games that are traditionally single player that i've enjoyed as a multiplayer experience um for example there's uh there's the tales games where tales of synthonia you can play with multiple people in it and for what it's worth like that's an intended to be single player game but it's super goofy and fun with multiple people and it changes the flavor of what you're doing um no playing with multiple people tales of symphonia turns into a like a hot mess yeah but that's that's what what i like hot messes of teamwork you know i like it when it's like okay oh my god let's fucking make this work what are you doing danny oh my goodness stop that like the weird chaos that ensues from forcing people to work together tends to result in something that's really fun for me whereas like in like even in overwatch like where there are tons of systems set up to make people work together i don't i haven't really felt like oh, this is, like, my team, this is my crew, so much as, like, okay, we... You're playing with. Yeah, it's, like, we have this shared objective versus, like, the purity of, you know, we've decided to come together and do this weird, stupid, goofy thing. Kind of like in uh, Minecraft, I guess, where you can have multiple yeah. people, but what you decide to do is kind of your own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might actually... You know, Drew, I, I don't know if you're ever interested, but a lot of MMOs kind of facilitate that kind of stuff where it's like, you can do like a whole bunch of stuff on your own, but the game really does change when you start playing with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, and when you, you start... just do goofy shit. Like, Hey everybody, we're going to go go fishing and like mob this town. Let's all do it. See stuff like that. Yeah. I love. Like... So, so MMOs, <laughs> MMOs allow you to do it. That's true. Yeah. That, and that's, that's actually, so that makes me think of the, the general, like, in some ways, like, the, the guild sort of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of, like, it is just sort of a collection of people, and they're all generally, you know, sometimes sometimes you get guilds that are, like, dedicated raiding guilds, but that's that goes more into the other kind of teamwork in an MMO. But I think there's this is sort of loose collection or sort of, like, band of friends style of, of teamwork that is just sort of, like, everybody's together and we're like hey let's go on a raid together okay we all go on a raid or you know hey let's you know let's go do this funny thing and people will go do this funny thing and 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 it, it's fun to sort of do it like that but yeah mm-hmm. uh, I, had a, I had a game that you guys were both talking about like the weird chaos and arcadey of cooperating oh do tell oh, us adam did either of you ever play final fantasy crystal chronicles oh you know i missed it 
I missed it okay. so hard. Okay. I this is one of my favorite like favorite games ever and it it really does change when you play it. So uh, it it kind of goes exactly like what you were saying, Drew, of Crystal Chronicles, you can play the entire game on your own. You don't ne- you don't need anybody. But once you get a group of friends together, you all sit down on the couch, you all pick your character, and you can all play and this and this game goes from being like this guys, let's all work together to how am I going to fuck over my, my friends right now? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the reason is, the main mechanic of this game is in the world, there's this deep fog that is covering everything, and it's poisonous. And the only way that you can travel is if is if you have this chalice. And as long as you have the chalice, you disperse the fog, and you, know, you won't die. So when you play on your own, you have a little moogle who picks it up and carries it for you. But when you play with friends, one of you ma- one of you guys needs to carry this thing. So who's it going to be? And you can run into the thing of, well, I'm tired of carrying the chalice. I'm going to go run off on my own and leave my friends to die in the fog later. Adam, that might just be a symptom of you having terrible friends. Yeah, that no. might be. No, that's how you get shit done. This is your bargaining power. Like, I, it's really hard to describe how fun this game is until you've tried it. But, I, I rephrased the question. Adam, this might be why you're a terrible friend. No, I, I am the greatest. <laughs> Listen, Drew, I'm going to pick the chalice up and leave you in the fog. I, I, I guess it's I just will, you and me, Zach. Can I... Let me, let me change the question. Adam, mm-hmm. I think this is... It's like, is this why you're not on our team? This well, is why he's the Green Ranger. Ranger. See, oh, right, he's the, the Green Ranger. Ranger. I'm not on your team until later, and then I show up and become the leader later, so... Thanks, guys. Well, then. That's only one part. Like, uh, you guys are talking about, like, Castle Crash and stuff like that, and Crystal Chronicles plays a lot like that. So... Uh, you, were, you were talking about, like, just weird stuff you can do in, in team play games, and that, I... that was just something I remember having a lot of fun with of, you know what, if you guys aren't going to give me these items, I'm just going to leave with my chalice. I'm taking my ball and going home. And you have and you have these moments of no, get back here, please. So like, so, do you promise um, I get the rare drop? Yes. Okay, I'll come back. Oh my god, that's wow. Um. Anyways, so that actually that actually reminds me of Magicka and Magicka Two. Um, the core conceit of that game is, uh, one, you have all these spells that you can cast, and then you can sort of combine them to cast all sorts of different like crazy effects. Um, and that's really fun, and you can play the game solo. But you can also play the game in arcade mode with a bunch of other friends. Uh, the caveat is, friendly fire is on, and oh, I think it is always dear. on in Magicka. So all of your spells will hit your friends. Is like, that the, the same thing with Helldivers or something like that? Uh, maybe. Uh, but I do know in Magicka, like I played through a few levels of it, and trust me, you die a bunch. <laughs> well, Jack, maybe that's why you have bad friends if you ca- keep casting magic on your friends. Mm. Well, no. Like, Adam well, speaks first the truth. All, first of all, we were, try- we were like coordinating and trying to work together and still like accidentally hitting each other and stuff. But yes, no, you can get stuck at the first level of the game because everyone's just murdering each other. Because it's just like all, all friendly fires on. Everyone murders each other. You all, you all just die and respawn. I I think violence against your friends tends to be a really good um, team building exercise. 
Um, (laughs) And I'm I'm only being half joking here. And I say that because uh, one of my favorite games, which is multiplayer, which is team-based, is uh, Rayman Legends. And it explicitly lets you punch your, your friends in the face. And there's really no consequence other than there's a nice little animation of them getting punched. And it tends to be, like, the big highlight that brings people to, like, a fun attitude towards what they're about to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the same thing I was talking I think about Crystal like, Chronicles. It's just, I, there's something really weird of, like, guys, we're a group of friends, let's all be the best friends and work together. And then you're back in my mind going, I'm going to punch that guy right in the face. Oh my god. It's going to be great. So, so um, I think that's, like, a core element of the arcade style of, of, of teamwork games, is that there needs to be there needs to be some element of, like, like punching your friend or, like, having like in Saint Crystal Chronicles having the, uh, being able to like walk off play, of the chalice, like, walk off of the chalice and totally screw over all your friends. And I think that really reinforces the arcade sort of atmosphere. And I think it makes it really fun just because you guys can just like the game lets you get away with shit that you. You, Jack, you, you know you probably shouldn't be able to. Am I still? Am I not? I, I not hear here? I hear a Zach and I hear an Adam. Adam oh, that was weird. That's a little weird, yeah. We're all a little weird. Anyways, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I think that's that's like a core aspect to it. It's that you're largely working together, but you have elements that just allow players to sort of just beat on each other. <laughs> that's kind of like what Drew was saying. It's like you guys don't really, you know, you don't have to work together, but you should. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so then there's the other kinds. Um, so then there's, um, we talked about the guild one a bit, and then there talked is... talked about the arcade one. Let's talk, you, we you had a third together? magical type, and I don't remember what it there's was. There's competitive. Yeah, See, let, I, let's kind of lump all the competitive ones together real quick. Yeah, okay. and I'm going to just say I'm probably going to be... I tend to avoid, like, competitive games, so this may become an Adam Zach discussion. So, uh, how about it, you kids? Hey, everybody, it's the Adam Zach Show. Yay! Hey, everybody, it's the Adam and Zach Show. Always oh. got to one-up me, Zach. This, I, what, this teamwork is failing. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm being a bad, bad guy on the team. Uh, um... You're not gelling. You're not gelling. I'm not, I'm not just, it's not coming together, so, right? So, yeah, so this, this is kind of teamwork where, you know, either you pick up your friends and play, randos online, and the objective is kind of a more competitive thing with the other team, like your Overwatches, your TF2s. Uh, I find, at least to me, I, I, maybe I'm wrong on this, I find this is the one that really gets, like, the bigger scenes where it's like, let's be on a team and be competitive and beat the other group. Is that kind of what you found, or...? Yeah, um, I think, uh, I think, yeah, that, 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 that tends to be, I don't know, for some reason it gets a lot of people to play. Like, we have a giant playgroup for Overwatch. Um, like, I'm, I'm almost tempted to call that, like, just, we have an Overwatch guild. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... What do you think that is? Just like you know, the, the and Drew, I'm sure you can you can jump in on kind of give some speculation on like, you know, team versus team versus like always just kind of draws the bigger group kind of thing. Or Are you asking like too. what I think? What I what I think helps draw in more people to make bigger teams? Or are you asking? Oh, just like something yeah. else because I think 
like in the case of Overwatch, the reason all of our friends come together in joy and glorious combat is the combination of once you actually get into the game, there's a clear goal of like you want to rank up and be the very best like no one ever was, and you're only going to really do that um, with other people. But also there was that preemptive, hey, look at all these cool, goofy characters. I think if you get the goofy and the weird that like draws people in to have fun and then have a gotcha of like, no, but really though, this is like super hardcore. Um, that's where you get the biggest audiences. Um, yeah, and I think the other thing about Overwatch is that it's fairly easy to get into a number of the, the character roles. Mm-hmm. Like playing, playing Lucio level one is not hard at all. Like, you know, if you know, you just keep heal boost on and the more advanced stuff with like, um, with, with speed boosting people around, just, you don't have to do that as Lucio. You just you go to heal, you go to healing, you make sure the team stays healed up. And, you know, in the early game, it's a, an effective strategy. Yeah. Um, and, and Mercy provides a really effective strategy too. 76, Reinhardt, those are all characters that are fairly easy to get your, to, to just jump in and get your hands around. Um, yeah, I guess then, I was saying, oh, go ahead. And then it's a little, and then, you know, and then you get further and further in, you get better and better at different, like, different roles. Yeah, yeah. Onions. I guess what I was saying of, uh, like, I think it's always the, the question of, like, PV, of, like, what people prefer is, like, PvP versus PvE. Like, to me, it's, like, when it's a team versus another team, like, you know there's another person on the end of the line, so you're competing with them. Oh. Versus, you know, like, I here's see my team, mean, here's my team of groups that we have, and we're gonna go fight this you know, AI controlled thing in the dungeon, like, oh, yeah. you know, you know, dungeon bosses are essentially puzzles kind of thing of, can you yeah. figure out the reads and stuff? And just from my experience, it seems like people seem to be way more into team, uh, PVP stuff where like, it's enough, like us versus those players, uh, ver- as opposed to here's us versus this, uh, enemy. I think that's I, just I, like, human psychology, right? Like yeah, you want yeah. you want to beat the other the other bad guys, um, and maybe it's more satisfying to compete with like a real person versus an AI. Like, yeah. like that's why I have goofy goofy horror stories of playing Left for Dead, where it's like, oh my god, the AI is a dick. Why is this giant tank just popping up out of nowhere? Um, yeah. Versus like in Team Fortress, where like. I, I remember, like, there being that one freaking scout or that one freaking, like, engineer and hating him with a passion that, like, was oh, yeah. irrational and not proper and not, like, humanly validatable, but we collectively joined together as a team to wreck him. Um, and just, like... I think for me... Oh, <laughs> no, I no, no, I, I have nowhere to go with that. that angry. A scout, he said... No, no, it was a scout, scout and then an engineer. There's engineers that make you that angry? Yo. Dude, some engineers are good. Like, really good. <laughs> like, it, it's the engineers that know how to glitch the map and get nice and uh... hidden, where it's just like, oh, we will lose, but I want his head. <laughs> I think for me, whenever I... Uh, this kind of goes back to what kind of team teamwork games you guys like to play. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like, you know... The team PvP stuff is still kind of new to me, and again, because I play, I like playing with my friends, and the team PvP stuff usually requires a lot more coordination because, of course, there's another person on the other line, and you got to like work together to beat them. Uh, and I've always kind of liked the, hey, me and this group, let's go fight this, you know, giant enemy thing, and those usually end up being team PvE stuff, like, yeah, like Souls does it where you know, let's go fight this thing, or, 
I've always wanted to try this. I just never find a big enough group to do it. I've always wanted to try doing like a MMO dungeon raid kind of thing because they seem really cool. Oh man! Oh, but I, I did. Get the, I can never get the group together. But so, it'd be so fun to be like, let's work and figure this thing out. So I just, I need something I need to tell you, Adam. What? Um, so Final Fantasy fourteen, um, the twenty four man raids are. Right. Yeah, they have twenty four man raids. Um, those are considered more casual content um, to the to the eight man raids. So like their giantest sort of style of raids are are uh, are considered um, more casual sort of the, than or the more casual sort of like you just run in there. And there's twenty four of you in the frickin' room. I, I can see that because I I think it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I think you and I were going to say the same thing. Of like, when it's twenty-four, well, at least somebody in this twenty-four group will know what they're doing. So I'm going to go goof off. Versus, okay, it's only eight of us. If anybody drops, we're all screwed. Pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Like, if you have a um, mass of people, you're just like you're not really doing anything particularly tactile. It's just kind of like mob mentality. If it's no like idea. you and a few bros, like, oh my goodness, please, please it's, tell me that, that you're not going to F up. Please tell me that you're going to do this right. You know, like, it becomes no, more I tense know. for me. Just, just those 24-man raids. Um, I, I knew, like, back in the days of WoW, like, 24-man raids were, and 48-mans were, were there, too. And you had to be really, really coordinated. And I thought, like, the more people you added, the more coordinated you had to be. And now I've learned that, like, no, 24-man is, is much more styled around just, like, we're just going to bum rush the living shit out of things <laughs> with age comes wisdom uh so drew did, did you say like if you kind of preferred team pvp or team pve oh kind of you mean or... your original question um yeah, yeah. no i i'll put it like this um in my vast experience of playing games that should have been solo uh, i mean and i played multiplayer and multiplayer games that i played solo and playing multiplayer games properly i have the most like joy derived from coming together as a group and overcoming like a really tough team but generally i have more goofy fun time if it's just a couple of people and we're gonna take down this super dumb ai um yeah it's a matter of do i want to feel accomplished or do i want to goof off which is generally the the issue i struggle with daily zach how about you man um i think I think in the end, I probably prefer um, PvP a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, just because I like the I like the more dynamic aspect of playing against other players. Mm-hmm. I think oh, with a yeah, lot yeah. of like like part of the reason why I like playing Monk in Final Fantasy fourteen is because I don't I'm not super good at it. So like the chance of failure is much higher, despite the fact that in general it's just sort of a solved game and it's just about execution um, in terms of like the raids. But in PvP, it's very, very dynamic, and it, it always provides an interesting game experience for me. Mm. Mm. That's true, that's true. What about you, Adam? I, oh, I was saying, like, I think I think now that... Tip the scales, heard, vote for me! <laughs> I think now that uh, Drew said it, um, I might go with Drew, what Drew's saying is, like, uh, uh, this is kind of what I was saying before. Of, I think I like playing PV, like team PvEs, because I like kind of getting together to kind of take down, like, this AI thing. And also just to have some fun with it. Uh, I guess for me, and maybe a subject we never really hit much, is that um, when I play on a team, I often get kind of worried about like letting the rest of the team down 
almost. Mm-hmm. And so when we have to do like yeah. team competitive stuff or team PvP, at least to me, I get maybe like team anxiety kind of thing. Of like, if I don't do good, everybody else is going to have a bad time. And I, you know, I've tried getting better at like kind of overcoming that. And I did that by kind of just saying, I'm going to only play with my friends because I don't care. I don't care about ruining my friends' time as long as I'm hanging out with it. As long as I'm hanging out with them. Adam, so, no truer words have ever been spoken than those. Like, yeah, I'm so no, self-conscious I... around these strangers, but my friends, fuck them. Fuck them <laughs> under the bus they go. Oh, yeah. yeah there so, they go. I guess now that, now that what, from what Drew said is, if I kind of want to goof off, uh, I'll, I like Team PVEs. Uh, if I got my group, my, my group of bros, my group of gals and all that, we're going to go have some fun. Team PvP ain't half bad. But yeah. I agree with you, Zach, of, like, playing an actual player, that's, like, that's more of, like, a test of skill and, like, the test of the mechanics and stuff. Yeah, the yeah. truest game. Or what is it, like, the most dangerous creature? Or... The most uh, dangerous game. Man yes! The most dangerous game. <laughs> the most dangerous game. It is a famous short story. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All I, right. Wait. No, wait. <laughs> I need to give you the full correction on this. <coughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Most dangerous game. I think you're right. By Richard Connell. Oh, what a man. Damn you, Richard Connell. You're too good at the most dangerous game. But it's a good story. <laughs> it is a good story. I, it's one of the few things I read in high school. Um, so... What, so... Did you just, like, not read during high school? <laughs> <laughs> a lot less than you might think. Oh, jeez. Um, so, do we have any any lingering teamwork-related questions for this podcast, or or shall we shall we mosey? I think I think I think we brought uh, up a lot of games that we liked and kind of said what we thought about different team styles and stuff. But yeah, I think I'm good. Excellent. Yeah, no. Excellent. But I'll tell you what I'm missing right now. What are you missing? What are you missing? Well, I'm missing anything to pour out about. I, I... Oh no, pour ah. outs. I I have a pour out. Go have, for it, Drew. What is your pour out? I'd like to pour. I'd like to pour four out for uh, Legend of Zelda: The Four Swords uh, Adventure. Oh, Scott, no. The the <laughs> multiplayer game that no one could play multiplayer because you needed to have a GameCube, a Game Boy controller, um, and a little hookup for the Game Boy controller. And I really wanted to play and enjoy that game because it was super fun on its own. But there was never going to be a time when I had enough people with the right um, Nintendo-esque extra stuff to play it yeah. the way it was intended. So I pour I pour four, four health potions out for I'm Zelda also, The Four Swords Adventure. I'm going to equally grab all four of these and pour them out for Crystal Chronicles. Crystal Chronicles had the exact same problem. You needed a GameCube, the game... Uh, and, and everybody needed a Game Boy Advance and a connecting cable. What? Boy, that was a chore getting that set up. Uh, and, like, me, Chris, and Jordan uh, all bought it. And I think those are the only people I know that we actually had a group to play this with. <laughs> and for a while, and I haven't, we haven't done it in a while, so maybe we will have to do this soon. We, we'd get together and, like, just take chunks out of this game. Oh but, God. dude, the hardware requirements... Too much barrier of entry. Uh, Zach, do you have a pour out? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna collectively pour one out for all of those free to play MMOs I tried while I, while I was unemployed. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was it was a great journey. 
It was fun playing all of them. I'm probably never going back. Guild you... Wars 2, uh, Blade and Guild Soul, Wars 2 isn't free to play. Champions Online, yes it is. Wait, um, I, thought, but I had to buy that game. I bought it for $60. It's free to play now. Wildstar. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, Terra Online. Oh man, I played a lot of free-to-play MMOs while I was unemployed, and I didn't like much of any of them. Oh dear. But all of the teamwork and teammates you've left behind uh, in those games. Well, yeah, and that's why I'm pouring one out collectively. I love it. Well, okay. Zach, do you have a do you have a lesson of the day for us all? Why, yes, I do, Drew. Well, uh, hey, everybody. Now it's time for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson is when your friends are all grouped up together, that makes them real easy to blow up in just one shot. That's the lesson of the day. Have fun, everybody. Okay, before we go, I have one story. <laughs> I was playing Halo 2 with a group of friends, and we were playing Team Deathmatch, uh, and I happened to get a team kill, and I was excited, and I was like, I was so happy. And then I realized, oh shit, I just blew up my own team. Oh! Oh fuck me! Adam, you are the Green Ranger. <laughs> I'll betray you, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be leader someday. Okay, bye. Oh my all right. gracious! All right. On that, on that note, Adam, will you blow us all up so that we may leave our listener? Um. <laughs> Thank you, listener. Thank you for having a great day and for listening to us talk about teamwork. May your night be glorious and all the other good stuff in the world. Team, team, team. Team, team, team. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) 